Hey everybody. Still giving this anchor thing uh, a little bit of time. I've had a few blips, a little uh, things with it, but working through trying to get you folks where you can grab hold of these uh, morning breakfast with bills. Uh, they're listing them as a podcast, so I guess we'll call them a daily podcast. And on top of that, uh, it's it's just uh, it keeps them. The problem with Twitter Live was Twitter Live did not keep what I had. And I know you're saying, well, why do you want to keep all these? Well, I had a couple of people asked on the Twitter Live, hey, I missed your thing yesterday, or I, I heard your, you know, that you talked about farm labor, and I'd like to listen to that, and where's it at? And Twitter Live just doesn't keep them, and with Anchor, they keep them. So, a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. A lot of stuff going on in agriculture, going on in the ag markets. I know they're calling the markets up again today, which would be the third day in a row. Uh, and that seems like a lot, but you know, this corn market has been chugging higher. And we're going to talk about corn in, in a little bit, but got got me a little bit worried about the number of people that are actually long in the corn market. But let's talk first about stock market. If the stock market has a big hic- hiccup, uh, well, let's just say if the stock market pukes and rolls over for a little bit, it will affect our grain markets, maybe just temporarily, but it will have some uh, people that will have to get out of positions in the grain market to fund their positions in the stock market. There's a lot of borrowed money in the stock market going on right now. And with with like what times we got right now, uh, you have options expiring on Friday. So there's a big fight amongst managed money as to what strike prices are actually going to be in the money and which strike prices are going to expire worthless. And there's a lot of people that made a lot of big bets uh, with these uh, options, a lot of people that wrote these options. And so they're going to be wanting to defend their positions. So you got that going on. And then you got first notice day where people are, there's going to be some people I actually think along the Illinois River that may actually just say, um, I'm just going to buy the, the corn or the soybeans on the Board of Trade, and I'm just going to have you deliver them to me along the Illinois River. I think we're actually going to see some people want deliveries, and then it gets down to the real crazy thing, what price do people have to pay to buy themselves out of contracts when other people say, I don't care about the price, I just want the grain. And that's probably more a play for later in the summer than it is now, but uh, there... That that could happen. That could go on. Um, but let's go back to the stock market. Whoever thought Netflix would be the trigger in the thing? I mean, it, it, it it's always something that you never look for. And I'm not saying Netflix is a total trigger, but Netflix is having problems right now. And and Netflix is doing good. It's just not doing as good as they thought it was going to do. And and I don't know if that's because of some of the social stuff that Netflix is getting into, or if it's the people just watched it all or we're, we're getting into spring we're getting into good weather we're going to get in post-covid people are getting outside they're going to the beach they're doing their things they're not watching tv anymore and it could just be that you know watching tv was so last year and we got to do something different and that's what's going on lumber prices we've talked a lot about lumber prices did a little research into the stock price of the major companies, there's basically five major companies that control the lumber market 
uh, and these five major companies have most of the big mills. I mean, if you look, there's a bunch of mills around the United States, but most of them are small mills that, that specialize in just what I call specialized lumber. They're maybe just, you know, doing walnut or oak or whatever for tables and that kind of stuff or for logs for export or whatever. But there's really just five major lumber companies. Uh, they're the ones primarily probably making all the money on this run-up, but at least it looks like looking at a couple of the, the stock market reports from those companies. Two two of the companies, one is closely held by the family, the other one's closely held by the investors, so you really don't get a look inside them. But the publicly traded lumber companies, the, the, one, th the one thing that has, that, that has done is their stock has went way up as their profitability has went way up. Uh, and they have made a lot of money. Now, let's talk a little bit about that corn market. If I look at the cash corn market right now, there's a lot of pockets of $6 plus cash bids out there. Uh, pocket in eastern South Dakota. Uh, of course, western Kansas, you get into the, the feedlot area there. It gets above $6 and gets above there pretty quickly. Just about everything east of the Mississippi. There's a few places in Indiana that's not, but they all got a six in front of them. And that's what I think you start looking at these Illinois cash bids and you start saying, hey, it would be cheaper to buy it on the board and, and take delivery than it would to actually go out and try to source grain in the market right now. And then some of Iowa, I'll put it that way, some, there, there's, there's a lot of high fives, low sixes in Iowa. And kind of the typical, you know, it's 10 to 20 cents behind Illinois, and that's just kind of a typical basis. Uh, but there's a lot of sixes out there in, in eastern Illinois. The, the, the thing that's got me concerned in this corn market, the funds are long 460,000 plus or minus a few contracts. And they're primarily long with those contracts, which means at some point in time, they're going to have to settle those contracts with the commercials. That's a lot of contracts to get out of, folks. And, and there's just a lot of things that could that it could go wrong. Could go, it could be positive. It could go down. But that's that's a that's just a concern of mine as I look at that. Okay, biodiesel. Bunch of announcements. Oh, we're going to build a couple big biodiesel plants here. There's going to be some biodiesel plants overseas. Everybody's going to get into renewable biodiesel, biodiesel, biodiesel. But you got to remember, none of those plants have been built yet. None of those plants are taking any feedstock right now. Now, will some of them get get built in the future? Yeah, I think if the current uh, administration, I think if the current way Congress is configured, that will happen. If the politics change in a couple years or the economics change, if we continue with these high grain prices and grain prices stay high and you start hearing people complaining about food prices, you start hearing people complaining uh, about the costs of these commodities, then there may be a little pressure back to cut back on some of the quote unquote green stuff that's competing with food because you'll start hearing it. Poor people's having trouble buying the food because of the cost of food. Well, why is the cost of food so high? Well, the commodities are up. If the commodities are up, well, why is that up? Well, they're competing with uh, biodiesel. Not saying that's happening right now. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm just saying that's a possibility down the road. Uh, and for every one of these announcements, not every one of these things end up getting built. But 
I think some of them will get built. It's just, it's just, it's just how many, when, and where they actually get built, and then how much feedstock are they actually going to start taking, and where the market's at at that time. Okay, cow liquidation. Number of uh, number of people in the, what I call the North Dakota, South Dakota, Eastern Montana, Canadian prairies. Uh, they're having to start moving cows to town. They're starting to inventory what what they think, you know, what, what hay stocks they got left over from the winter. And I can tell you this winter, at least in our neck of the woods, this winter was a heavy hay season because it was cold. The cows ate a lot of hay to stay warm. So there was a lot of hay that was gone through. Uh, you, you pop uh, into looking at what your pastures are going to be what your resources are, and these guys that are looking at tremendously amount of dry weather in the, in the northern plains, they're going to start thinking, I'm not going to have as much hay, I'm not going to have as much grass, how many cows do we need to move? And there's a lot of, there's a lot of calves hitting the ground, and as these cow-calf pairs get older, they'll go to town. Now, some of the older cows are just going to go to hamburger. Uh, the lucky thing about this, there is places in the kind of the central plains in the southeastern United States that's got a lot of moisture. It's got a lot of good grass. A lot of those cows from the northern plains will end up getting relocated. But as we all know, every time that you move cows, the older cows just go to town and become hamburger. And so that's going to put a little pressure on uh, hamburger prices, in my opinion. But this cow liquidation is probably going to happen a little bit. And I can tell you, if you look at what's happened to feeder calf prices in the last week, 10 days, and, and pretty much we didn't get much of a spring bump. You know, generally feeder calf prices, whenever the grass greens up, whenever the wheat greens up, there's always a bump up. People are wanting some some feeders to put out on on that. So wanting some lightweight calves that they can put out there and get some quote unquote cheap gain on. Uh, didn't get much of that. And as this grain price continues to go up, you got that going down. Uh, you got the the price of the feeder calves going down. And I think I think you grain guys need to be wary of that. That you may have a few less mouths to feed. But on the other hand. Uh, we continue to see hog prices up, but I but I've talked to a few people and listened to a few people and a couple people that I know that are I'll call them wildcatters anymore. They actually independently put some hogs uh, on feed, and they're not putting hogs on feed. They just said, "Nah, the price of corn, you know what's going on, the the risk of it. They're not going to do it." So it looks like it's going to be the what I call the big contractors and how many they put on and what goes on there. Um, and so I think we got to watch this feed demand going forward. Now, last thing I'll mention, I see that uh, anhydrous ammonia went past $700 a ton. First time it went past $700 a ton since 2015. Uh, oh, joy. Here we go. Everybody, and and I'll, I'll quote Chris out there. Chris has said this before. Uh, whenever farmers get an increase in prices like we've just seen, everybody's hand goes out. Every input supplier wants a little bit more. And let's face it, these input suppliers haven't really had a chance since 2000, probably 13, 2012 for sure, to actually want to get a higher price for their stuff because commodity prices have been, you know, down to flat. And as we kind of go down and sideways and down and sideways and down and sideways, it's hard for them to raise their input prices. 
Now with this big run up in prices, they can raise their input prices and everybody's going to get a share of this deal. Well, hey, that's it for the, um, I guess today's the 21st of April. Yes, it is. It's the 21st day of April. We got uh, between three and five tenths inch rain uh, pretty much across the board. Everything got like 32, 33 hundredths was the bottom side. And the top side, nothing got a half inch, but several of them got like 48 hundredths. So we got a little more moisture out of this snow slash rain event than what I thought it was going to. Sun shining. It will warm up. Um, there's still a little bit of snow wherever there's shade on the north side of some buildings, north side of some fences. But that will go away today. And we're going to get to see how this corn came through that was planted uh, right in front of the snow. We're going to see how these soybeans came through. And there'll probably be some decisions made going forward on planning after we find out how we survived this thing. Well, hey, just had several things I wanted to mention this morning. The stock market, lumber prices, corn, biodiesel, uh, cow liquidation, and anhydrous ammonia prices. Kind of a odds and ends day today, but it was just some things that have po popped up that have jumped up. I find it interesting to, to look at basically how lumber prices went up how the companies that are the big companies with the, the lumber uh, business, the big sawmills, the big lump, they're lumber companies. Let's call them that. They do everything from, you know, owning the trees to harvesting the trees to cutting the lumber up to putting it on the trucks to taking it to Home Depot. Um, how their profits went up and their stock prices went up. Um, wouldn't have been bad to be an executive in one of those companies. Probably had a pretty good bonus coming this year. Well, hey, with that, to the smartest audience in agriculture, appreciate you listening.